everybody. It's Tommy and my wife, Jessica. Hi there. Um, this morning, we actually just wrapped up our Fruit of the Spirit series for the summer as a church family. And uh, we don't typically do this. I don't typically like jump on podcasts with my wife, but this is kind of fun to be able to just have a conversation with her about this series that we just walked through because the truth is um, I've learned more from her about the Fruit of the Spirit it's like the Lord has used her more than anyone else in my life to teach me about this. And so I don't I don't like uh, want to have a conversation with her to put pressure on her in that regard as much as just to share a little bit of what I'm learning from the source itself, meaning the way that the Lord's spoken to Jessica. And so if you haven't been with us as a church family for the summer, or maybe you're not part of our church family right now, uh, we've been walking through for the last uh, nine weeks about each attribute of the fruit of the Spirit that's in Galatians 5. And basically that's uh, is, is saying, hey, the, the flesh is going to produce these things, but, but the fruit that you'll bear when you are led by the Spirit of God and when the Spirit of God indwells you is, is stuff like this. And it lists nine attributes, but it calls it fruit singular because it's one package deal that, that the Lord gives every believer. So it's a really awesome gift and it should be life changing. It should be, it should matter in our day to day life. And so anyway, it's a, it's kind of mysterious and, and also very practical. And I just thought it'd be really neat if you're driving or if you're on the treadmill or whatever you're doing today, as we've wrapped up this series, just to maybe listen in on a conversation with my wife and I and to let her talk about that a little bit. So um, so I just really want to almost interview a bit. I'll interject a little, but I really just maybe want to kick it off and to ask you, how did the fruit of the Spirit come to mean so much to you? Uh, yeah, so one day, um, the closest thing that I feel like I, I have had to like a, a crisis of faith, if you could call it that, in, in my adulthood came about 10 years ago. I was just driving down the road and suddenly this thought just came to me like um, the fruit of the spirit is supposed to be the evidence of the spirit working in our lives. And so it's not our work, but it is like... It, it's his work. Mm-hmm. And so if it's like this compulsive thing that is supposed to be happening in everybody who wears the name believer in Jesus Christ, then like if you took a hundred Christians and you put them in a room together and you took a hundred unsaved people and mm-hmm. you put them in a room together, are you really going to see across the board more love and joy and peace and patience mm-hmm. and kindness in that room of believers. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, if for the most part, like I think that I'm probably more um, optimistic now that, than I was then. But at that point in time, I thought, I don't I don't know that I would mm-hmm. like at least not a significant amount, not like a an amount that represents the power of deity mm-hmm. in our lives. And um, so I just thought if if that is supposed to be the evidence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then why is that evidence not more obvious mm-hmm. in like the overall body yeah. of believers like individuals yes i mean mm-hmm. like you can get everybody has mess mm-hmm. but in the overall body why do you not see more of that and it like it really kind of turned into a little bit of an earworm and like stuck with me mm-hmm. for because um, you were an adult when you started having this oh, so yeah, this like we, we were here yeah yeah and it, and it didn't make me like mm-hmm. question the existence of god i think that was kind of underpinning yeah the um the question that I had, but my question was more along the lines of what's wrong with the church that that we are not more obviously living mm-hmm. in a way that 
that that is showing that fruit like why is that fruit not being produced yeah and you've really always been a student of the church you know not not just a local bodies local expressions of the church but you've always jessica's always been a, a really helpful um voice in my life with the global church like like it's almost like how do you say it like you you feel like part of the reason that that the, that the lord's put us together ministerially is because you you notice trends and you you look at big picture things how do you say that um oh i i really feel like mm, it it looks very negative in my life more than it looks positive if i am not abiding in the lord the way Mm -hmm. that i'm supposed to but i can tend to be um like rage against the machine kind (laughs) of you know and so like i I don't want to be put on a conveyor belt to you know Mm -hmm. it's like i'm an individual with the individual gifting of the holy spirit like how how does that mesh with us all being a part of the body of christ and i I do think that because we are community-minded people what the global church has going on, what the American church has going on, what the evangelical church has going on. Like it all trickles down to where we end up with the same talking points. So I want to know where those talking points are coming from. Yeah. And and this is a, I mean, this is part of our relationship every day. This isn't just a like events here and there. It's like every day, this is our conversation where it's, it's, it's almost like me trying to ask God, show me how to systematically disciple people with you saying be careful with systematic approaches Mm -hmm. and that balance i mean you know that you try to shepherd all people do for one what you can do for all but you're trying to shepherd an entire church or other churches and and try to try to care for the greater body but um but you you really do always i think it's always appropriate though i never hear it bad i never hear it like you're negative but but it's like you you want to be careful to make sure that we're discipling individuals in the greater body there's no way of denying that that's what jesus did like jesus spoke to crowds of people but more often than not you saw him retreating from crowds of people either by himself completely or with the disciples um because he did not uh make his message um in a deep way for the masses that was held off for the disciples after mm-hmm. he um, ascended back to heaven. And so he he spent time investing deeply into individuals because that internalization is not just important, like it's key to all, mm-hmm. like you, you can't transform into a new being without internalizing the message of that transformation. Okay. Otherwise it's just clothes that you're wearing. Yeah. So, okay, so you're obviously a student of the global church, but then when you said, because you say this a lot to me the last year or so, and the Lord used it big time in my life and in our relationship with our family, and I hope in in our ministry um, that that the Lord allows us to be a part of, but when you say um, you're you don't work for God. You don't do work for God, mm. but God does work through you. Yes. You say that to me a lot, and you said that earlier, and that's tied to what the Lord's taught me about the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. So t- tell, talk more about that. Um. Okay, so that was one of the things like that this year to year long journey with the fruit of the Spirit took me on like realizing that as we are attempting to like the way that you would see people interact with it was okay here's this list of nine attributes that need to um need to 
be qualities that I have as a believer. So I'm going to do this thing because it's Mm -hmm. loving. I'm going to do this thing because it's kind, you know, oh, I need to be more patient. So I'm going to let this thing go because that's what godly people do. Mm -hmm. But that is more like um, behavior oriented, like you're trying to work for it. And um, we if it is the fruit of the spirit, not the fruit of the believer who is Mm. trying to serve God, then that is his work in me. And so it's like, well, shouldn't I be like trying to get out of his way and let him do that as opposed to me trying to put on this cloak of lovingness, you Mm. know, like, but so I'm not doing this loving thing. I am becoming more loving. I can't make myself become more loving. I'm, I'm not a naturally very loving person. I don't know if you know that, Tommy. I love you a lot, but broadly, um, that that is a more difficult thing for me, and I, I can't produce more love in my life. And so if you use that as a springboard into all of our actions and behavior, um, the only command that is given in, in Galatians uh, 5, which is where you find the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. the only command is um, at the very end of it where it says um, in verse 25, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. We look at the fruit of the spirit as if they're commands, but the command is to keep in step with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I think that indicates to us the way that we get to a point where those things are growing, like we are becoming loving, we are becoming patient, we are becoming um, peace-filled, you know? Yeah, I like that because the first week of the series in the summer, I started by talking about the bookends of that passage. At the very beginning, it talks about walk by the spirit, and at the end, it, it, it shares what you just shared, keep in step with the spirit and both of those it's like it's reminding us hey here are amazing attributes that we really do want to reflect and 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 in some ways you might disagree with this but in some ways you it's like you do want to work to be more loving you do want to but at the same time he's trying to the lord's trying to say you you walk by the spirit that will produce this work and you're going to keep in step with the spirit there's some there's some action there on our part Mm -hmm. but but he's saying it will be of the spirit by the spirit not by you. The results are absolutely 100% on God in anything that we do. Like the growth of this church, the results are on God. Mm. We we don't do things or shouldn't do things in order to spur that growth on. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, be organized or, mm-hmm. you know, speak good messages. Like, like a lot of that is stewarding what God has given you well. And so you can swing too far the other direction. But I think that going to the, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't speak as much on the global church as the American church. So, but like, mm-hmm. if you're speaking of the American church, we've swung too far in the direction of, well, we're going to grow if we advertise well, mm-hmm. or if our building is updated, or if, you know, our preacher has cool outfits whatever like we're gonna present ourselves in a certain way and have a certain brand and then people will come and purchase that brand that that is not that is you doing work for the lord that is not the work the lord doing work through you um the way that we like i love the way that that um galatians 5 galatians 5 dovetails with john 15 um where it talks about the vine and the branches because it's the same analogy right like like it's talking about if it doesn't produce fruit, then then he's going to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, well, this is the fruit that that's supposed to look like. So mm-hmm. what does the relationship look like? And so w- what does 
abiding look like from John 15, it's the branch is connected to the vine. Mm -hmm. That's our job. That's what walking in the spirit is, is connecting to the vine. Like the the best we could do if we're trying to produce fruit is to like get some plastic fruit and and safety pin it or clothes pin it to to, uh, ourselves as a branch. We can't produce fruit. We rest in God and rest in the branch, attach ourselves to the branch, walk with the spirit, and then we bear his fruit. We don't produce our own fruit. We bear his fruit. Yeah, I like that. I like it. In fact, one of the things I was, I was pulling up on my prayer list that, that I've been praying over my life for a month, month and a half or so, um, is just that, let me, let me pull this up here. Uh, I want to just keep drinking living water um, I want to continue to pray and talk to the Lord, not for this, this way it relates to this, not for pastoral purposes only, but just because I love him and I want to know mm-hmm. him. Um, I, I want to be more like him. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I, I learn I learn a lot about that from you. And mm-hmm. but you learn that through difficulty because you're saying, I mean, just to kind of bring it full circle back to the beginning, you're saying, okay, so we're in ministry at a tremendous church in Nashville. Um, love what the Lord's teaching us, growing in us, all of that. But a, a few years ago, you're just saying you're looking at, and and I call it global church, but you're saying actually the American church, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're looking at the just American church in general, the American and, evangelical church. Yeah, and you're saying if I were to be really honest with myself and I evaluate, if I just bring in typical American evangelicals and unbelievers and put them in the same room, would I notice, would there be noticeable difference that the fruit of the Spirit is being bore in these and not in these? And you're saying you were getting concerned in your own heart and in your just in your own observation of, of the American church. I don't know if I would see a distinct difference. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, like I don't want to paint never and always pictures, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. distinct black and white. I, I feel like that room of 100 believers is is probably going to be at the very least better behaved Uh, maybe not but like i think that politeness is so (laughs) you know deeply seated into to people who are you know believers like i think that we're going to be polite and respectful and be concerned about the way that we're coming across to one another and some people in that other room um might be the same but mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be so i'm not saying that it that there wouldn't be some noticeable difference but if it is supposed to represent the evidence of the holy spirit in our lives like compare it to verses where it talks about they will know us by our love for one another yeah, yeah. like that should be it should reorder what we find to be important and like the way that we handle illness, mm. um, if if the way that we handle death in our family, the way that mm. we handle disappointment, the way that we handle um, a, a politics not going the way that we want them to go, job loss, whatever, like all of that. It, it's kind of that um, in Philippians four when it talks about um, peace beyond all circumstances, mm. right? Like the reason that we have peace beyond all circumstances is because results aren't on us. And so that means no matter how awful something happens is like we we are not responsible for the results. We are just supposed to walk with the spirit and remain faithful. And I think one of the difficult things about that for you, um, we've talked about this before, is um, being less uh, like how do you how do you measure that? How do you mark that off a to do list? How, how do you be faithful mm-hmm. with um with with your time as you're trying to do that because that is never um 
efficient, mm-hmm. you know, to, to try to like, well, you like got to call out my to-do list. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not to-do list oriented. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm, I go the other direction. Like I can mm-hmm. go all day and not really ever get anything done. Cause I'm just circling, you know, if, yeah, if yeah. I'm not more intentional yeah, and, yeah. but like you're, you, you tend to go the other direction. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I yeah. think that that is why we balance each other out yeah. well with that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So so then as you begin to, to dive into the fruit of the Spirit in your observation of American church and hoping that God's people are going to bear that fruit mm-hmm. and that's going to be our evidence that people will know us for that fruit that, that and, and, and that we won't say we we only worked hard for that, but we'll say this is the Spirit of God residing in us. That That's your hope, right? When you're evaluating it. The more you did that, what'd you learn? And how'd you come to reconcile what maybe you were concerned about seeing in God's church compared to what the Bible says should be seen and noticeable and evidenced in God's church? I feel like we have measured what it means to be godly in a way that is not found in Scripture for too long. I think we measure it by church involvement and by knowledge of theology or Bible um, but knowledge is not knowledge is outside. It's knowing and then having it be a part of you like you, you've consumed it and it has become a part of who you are. Those are two different things that are happening there. And so um, I think that we have measured the wrong way. And because we've measured the wrong way, what we observe in people externally is more like behavioral stuff. So like do you cuss do you drink do you what what are your views Mm -hmm. on sexuality and stuff like that um what um political party do you affiliate yourself with so you're using these outside markers to say is this person does this person align with me and what i believe about the world more than what scripture says that we are to measure one another Mm -hmm. by which is love and joy and peace patience etc and i really honestly think like push back at this if if you if you need to but i really honestly think that like for the more conservative and rigid um chunks of christianity those things look weak Hmm. because it's you know it's not action oriented Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not defend your values yeah no i I get what you're saying and i I wouldn't push back at that i think uh because you you've taught me a lot about balance it's not all or nothing Mm -hmm. and so it's not like you're saying um i think church involvement it doesn't matter or i think it doesn't matter your view on sexuality or i think you're not saying that as much as you're saying well what i've heard you say and what i feel like i'm hearing you say right now is just uh don't base um godliness on uh, knowledge of scripture mm. and alignment like if if we if we check the boxes like would you agree to this statement of faith what, you know which is important yeah um would you are you involved in these ways which again is important um do, do you see sexuality as important you know uh and and your view of of one man and one woman yes. is that important yes like those things like but you're what i've learned so much from you is someone can check all the boxes and and bear no fruit of of their walk with Jesus are you listening to the voice of the lord is the spirit of god indwelling you and and growing you in in the uh, those attributes and those virtues yes that 
that's a different thing. Because though all of those things that you just named and that I named, they may very well be um, a product of the way that you are abiding, mm-hmm. the way that you are walking with the spirit, the way that you are staying attached to the vine. You know, I, I care more about my church community than mm-hmm. I did this community when I was a nominal believer or when I was unsaved, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, like those those things may be products of that, but you don't skip the process to just get to yeah. the application and say, OK, they're good because they come on Sunday morning, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. obviously growing in, in, in the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's not obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, our, our young at heart group, they they have laughed at me about this. And so I share this story a lot with them. But it was genuinely eye-opening to me but I told them early on I said honestly I felt like just because you're an older adult and who's been part of the body of Christ for a long time as in involvement that that means you are for sure godly and they all laughed (laughs) I was kind of confessing to them like I really thought that and they all laughed and said no no and so it changed the way I talked to to, to older adults in our church, not not presuming, not assuming, but ho- and not and definitely not like measuring in like this rigid way, but just to say, I need to invest in them. I, I want to pray that they listen more to God's voice than 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 uh, anybody else's voice. But it it was uh, I think conversations with you that sparked things like that that they affirmed and and even to this day will laugh at with me and say, Tommy, that is not a presumption you should make. Mm. So anyway, it's just been a, a sweet process. And so maybe maybe if I could boil it down into to one like core statement that I feel like I've learned the most from you and it's come out in my own study time with the fruit of the spirit this this summer is is um um conversations just like this. This is very much the way we talk every day, but conversations just like this where you would say, Tommy, you do not need to measure um, spiritual health by intelligence or by checking off the boxes, you need to measure spiritual health by by dependency on Jesus and being spirit led. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say intelligence, I would say Bible knowledge. Fair, yep. that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, just like, am I, yeah, am I, can I, can I name all of the whatever in the scriptures? Mm-hmm. Do I, can I recite all of this? Like that, that does not equal uh, spiritual maturity and and you hope that it comes along with spiritual maturity like you said it's part of what will be produced but it's definitely like don't don't miss the process that this comes from the spirit of god it's not something that is your work you're doing for god and i because I, I think a lot of people do view it like that i i need to do better for god and it's almost like they carry weight that they're not intended by the yes, lord to carry you can't make yourself better mm-hmm. for god mm-hmm. you you can practice values and, and that's not a bad thing to do. Um, but you you have to recognize the difference in those two things. And I think I would take your statement a little bit further. Like you said, don't miss the process. I would say the process is everything. Yeah, is. The process is vital. And as you are walking that process, your values are going to shift. And they may shift in the direction that, that we have used as markers, but but it is it is the process like even think about like the wording walking with the spirit like that is walking is a process you know yeah. um so you're walking not arriving yeah it, it it is the process yeah that's really good that's really good so maybe maybe just in conclusion um and then if it's okay would you read that that passage in galatians 5 sure. in a minute but um but but in conclusion i i would love to 
I guess if you're listening to this and you're part of our church family or not, I just really do pray that we together would help each other bear fruit of the Spirit as we rely on the Spirit of God, as we depend upon Him, that we would just very naturally, very um, miraculously really, like that the Lord is growing us up in Christ day by day, moment by moment, conversation by conversation, sure, sermon by sermon, Sunday by Sunday, whatever, but, but that the Lord would just grow us up and that we would look back and say, that was of the Lord, and that wasn't something yeah. that we accomplished on our own. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the way that we help to grow each other up is as the Spirit is becoming more evident in me because He is producing fruit in me, it lights the path for those around me to see, oh, that's what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not reading my Bible so that I can earn asking God for something later on today. I'm reading my Bible because I want to sit with it and mm-hmm. allow the words in it to become a part of this transformation process. Yeah. And um, and so as we are all leaning more into that abiding, we become a community that is filled with love and joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And imagine in the world that we live in today that can't agree on anything and is becoming more and more polarized. If we look like that, mm-hmm. like we will obviously be a beacon, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So it's not about your theology or your church involvement. Those things are important, Yeah. but it's about, you know, abiding. Yeah. And that's where transformation comes from. Yeah, that's really good. So if you're if you're a believer and you're listening to this, maybe you resonate with some of this. Maybe you've, maybe this is something you, you've thought about for a long time, or maybe it's brand new. And if it's brand new, I would just uh, let you know that um, that that's that's okay. That's good. We're growing. We're we're walking with the Lord, and and the more we grow, the more we understand. The more we understand, the more we fall in love with Jesus, and, and it's a sweet cycle where we grow closer to Christ. If you're not a believer and you're like, what are they talking about? Um, I would love for you to just come and, and, and if you're in Nashville to, to come be part of our church or to, to join us online or whatever. I just I say that just because I don't want you to listen to a podcast and then um, you know get to wherever you're driving or, or get off the treadmill and just to kind of walk through life alone. That's kind of a big deal to me. I don't want to I don't want to do this alone. I'm, I'm thankful that God gave me a church family to be able to wrestle with big questions in life and to walk through things together. So if, if you say I'm not I'm not a Christian but I got more questions, um, bring those questions. We have questions too. We're walking through it together. So maybe Jessica can wrap up with Galatians 5 and uh, and reading that, and then um, we'll leave you alone today. So I'll start with verse 16 because that's my favorite part. Um, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. 
Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Let's walk like that. All right. I hope you'll have a good day. Love y'all. Bye.